This with Tony Martin and John Birmingham. Well, that's right, author John Birmingham is here to class up the program. Thanks for coming in, John. Thanks, mate. I'm all a tiz with anticipation. Wait till you meet our listeners. They're going to be full of good new plot devices for whatever books you've got coming up. i got three coming up, so they got some hard work in front of them, mate. They'll set you straight. We have the most frustrating phone call ever recorded on today's show. <laughs> Ed is working on a sizzling hot new segment. For tomorrow. Oh, for tomorrow. <laughs> That'll keep people hanging in. It's all coming up, I'm afraid, on Get This. They're going to end up becoming alienated from the mainstream of society. That's Split Ends. History never repeats. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another week of Get This with myself, Tony Martin. There's Ed Cavalli. Hello. Fully breakfasted. The king of the levers. We've got Richard Marsland. How you doing, Tony? In a startling new haircut. He is. A fake round of applause for John Birmingham. How are you, John? I'm good, mate. I'm, I'm ripping it up. It's the John Birmingham who wrote He Died With a Falafel in His Hand mm. and who's done this new trilogy, the Weapons of Choice trilogy. Volume 3 is out now. Mm. Uh, John, I have to say, I'm not the kind of person who reads your Tom Clancy novels or your Matthew Riley novels, but the fact that you've got into this genre is getting me interested. What are you up to? Why have you done it? To kill off Maddie in the first book, Weapons of Choice, he actually appears on page 200 or something like that. And Is that I, right? I killed him by crashing a missile into his bottom. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Does his head explode like a tin of tomato sauce? I think that's a line from one of his books. I think he gets atomised. <laughs> <laughs> what attracted you to getting into this kind of genre? Oh, I was bored, mate. I was, I was doing this big hardback history of Sydney called Leviathan, and I was in the library like six days a week, 12 hours a day, and I was just, you know, just bored out of my nut and actually saw Maddie's book, Ice Station, sitting on the new bookshelf one day, and I um, said, oh, geez, that looks good. <laughs> I began to sort of drift towards it, you know, sort of dawn of the dead fashion, and the, the glossy cover and the raised print, you know, so the raised. Shiny that, letters. Yeah, yeah shiny, if you put your fingers on it, then you'd, they actually get stuck. So <laughs> raised. And it was, as we say in the trade, unputdownable. <laughs> Look, I, Matthew Riley has a massive following and obviously extremely popular. But, I mean, contest. I mean, that's. Is that the most exciting name for a book, really? Mm. A thriller? Contest? Mm. What about Deadly well, Contest? What about a Deadly on the front of that, Matthew <laughs> Riley? It is set in a library, mate. You don't want to sort of <laughs> give the sizzle away too quickly. Oh, hang on. Uh, books of Death. <laughs> That's a good name. Books <laughs> of Death? Is that your idea? Yeah, library thriller. Books of Death. You know, I love the way that John slipped in the word sizzle there. We, he came in early. We got him onto YouTube. We showed him a few people falling off. <laughs> yes, Cheers. Did. Pinata accidents. Great pinata. He's oh, got the hang of this show. Mm. <laughs> now, you're going back in time. Now, I always find, uh, just give us uh, the, the, the sort of the blurb for the description of what happens okay. in these books. If you were Mr. Hollywood and mm. I was pitching it to you, I would say Prince Harry travels back in time and kicks out off Hitler's butt. <laughs> At last. <laughs> what more right. do you need to know? That was a butt that needed kicking, and Harry was the man to do it. <laughs> How do they travel back? Uh, through a wormhole, mate. Everyone travels back through wormholes, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. How do you, how do you find? How do they find the wormhole? Because I like time travel. I find it uh, interesting. Like it was kind of an accident. There was a um, a mad scientist. A good. And he was messing with powers beyond his comprehension. Ah, they will. That's. What and next do. thing you knew, <laughs> an entire carrier battle group with Prince Harry goes back to 1942 
and changes history. Now, what kind of trouble do you get into when you start mucking about with history? Because I always find time travel scenarios, they tend to do your head in. I mean, you start thinking about them. Uh, The the thing, I began to worry, like, particularly late at night when I hadn't slept for a while, that I was changing history because I had Harry as a character and I had him thinking at some stage about how much more fun he was having in the 1940s than he'd had up in our day, partly because there was no paparazzi around to hassle him. And in this sort of, you know, point of view, Harry head moment, he was thinking about how he got in so much trouble when he dated Paris Hilton and took her to Royal Ascot and how was he to know she was wearing no knickers that day. That was just like a little riff for me later <laughs> right. when I should have known better. I woke up the next morning, opened up my favourite celebrity gossip website and there on the first page is, is Harry bonking Paris? Oh, insiders say yes. Yeah, well, the pals are unsure. <laughs> <laughs> Fellow diners yet to commit. <laughs> how do you go with using real people in your books that way? I mean, is there any kind of law about that sort of thing? Um, look, mostly they're cool about it. Um, Obviously, Hitler, not going to get any trouble there. No, 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 Hitler was okay with it. His people spoke to my people. <laughs> There'd be no issues as long as he got cut in for 3% of the merch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the merch. He loves merch. He's silly for merch. <laughs> the... <laughs> The, the, the ones I was expecting issue with were the literary critics because everybody who gave me a touch-up came back as a, an SS death camp guy. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. We used to do a bit of that. We got into trouble for that last what, week. What do you mean? Oh, a television critic who was subject to a severe rectal examination <laughs> in uh, the olden days uh, died last week and apparently it was our fault. <laughs> we were retrospectively bagged. Yeah, but, uh, okay, so what's happened there? I mean, are there a, a long queue of critics who you've got to beef with? Oh, there, I suspect they're giving me bad reviews just to get into the next book, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it's about? <laughs> they want. Um, now, time travel, uh, you know, because it, it does do your head in. There's a film out. What's that film out with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock? Lake House. Oh, Lake House. Uh, have you seen that one, Richard? No, I haven't, but I can't really understand it. Yeah, yeah no, no one like, can understand it. Something about a letterbox. They put letters in yeah. to each other, and I don't understand why you wouldn't wrap it up in the first five minutes. Meet you here two years from That's now. That's right. Ah, there you go. Um, Dr. Fifi Box on the shebang was floating that exact theory. <laughs> and she had a lot of physics professors <laughs> call her and, and tell her why she was wrong. <laughs> oh, really? But that does seem to make sense. Or just stand still. If you're two years ahead, I'll just stand perfectly right. still for two years. You'll eventually catch up to me. Put on a cup of tea, bit oh, of toast, good. wait around. <laughs> you know, guess what's happened in the, in the interim? I've made a sequel to Speed, but you're not in it. It's just me this Why'd time. Why'd you do that? <laughs> Waste of time. I don't feel like we've given these books uh, the attention they deserve. No, no, no. I'm going to read the book in the, ne- in the song. You're going to read the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it arrived on Friday, and I've gone, I'll read, read it all the weekend, and I've gone, it's volume three, I'm going to have to read 1,500 pages by Monday. And then you get into that mode, John, where you go, do I just pretend I've read it? Mm. Do you get that on interviews where people pretend they've read the book? Yeah, and it always comes a cropper really badly. Yeah. Uh, what I do when I have to review them really quickly, you just read the first and last line of uh, each part. Everything else is filler. I put a book out uh, last year and I was amazed how out of the 80 radio shows I went on, about 70 of them, the host's favourite bit was the opening paragraph. Ah, isn't that interesting? <laughs> I love this bit you've done about it all started. <laughs> Contents page really got me going. Yeah, the cover art really rocks the house, mate. Uh, I I remember, though, when I was a kid, there was just one section at your bookshop Mm. for fiction books. It was called Fiction. Now, at what point did it get sort of divided Mm. up between literary fiction and then that other kind of fiction where, as you say, you have to have a pair of sunglasses on because you're just being dazzled by the light bouncing off the words (laughs) Clive Cussler. I can't see anything. They're so shiny. (laughs) 
But yeah. when did that happen? When did that division happen? I think when King and Crichton began to um, to take over the book market, they control like between them. There's like four authors in the US who controlled sixty percent of book sales. <laughs> right. It's like really? that episode of The Simpsons when they go to the airport bookstore and it's just everything is King and Crichton. That's the bookstore. <laughs> King and Crichton, nothing else. <laughs> King, Crichton, and Birmingham. Mm. Thanks for coming down to our level. Mm. Do you want to stick around for the next hour, John? I'll hang out. Ed's got his thing tomorrow. I'm here overnight, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pink. It's Get This on mm. Triple M, where John Birmingham, author of Final Impact World War 2.3, the third in the trilogy that started with Weapons of Choice, is with us this morning. Mm. But enough talk about literature. What about the women's mags? Uh, I saw oh, you. Oh, oh, mate, I, I came in this morning and there was a virtual cornucopia <laughs> of reading pleasure waiting for me, mate. Uh, we, we haven't found any. I know people are interested in the Flavio bag. Yes. Uh, I don't know if people know what I'm talking about there. It's Flavio Briatore, the Grand Prix kingpin, yep. getting around in a pair of pants which could best be described as one of those blindfolds they give you on a plane. <laughs> That's a disturbing look. Flavio fruit bag, they're calling it. This week we've got uh, baked Hogan. It's Paul, not Paul Hogan, it's Hulk Hogan. Pardon me. That's right, you'd need four Pauls to make one Hulk, mate. Look at Hulk Hogan. He's ridiculous. He's an inspiration to us all. He's huge. He's, he's in his 50s and he's still massive. He's got an impressive uh, set of man boobs. Yes, he has. His flap top pair. Thank you, Mike Sexton <laughs> from the WPT. He likes to chime in occasionally. We, we were just off air going, we weren't sure if he was a governor or not. Yeah. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. Jesse the Body Ventura. What were you saying? So you've got Schwarzenegger. You've got you, Ventura yeah. and you've got Schwarzenegger. And so you've got two governors out of that movie. What was the movie? Predator. Predator. Great movie. And Richard and Marsden's going, well, what about Carl Weathers? What happened to him? Yeah. He's, he's timing his run. Yeah, he's going to run with Hillary, I reckon. That'd be good. <laughs> Action Clinton, Jackson. Clinton Weathers. That's... It's, it's, that's it's the dream all over team. It. That's, that's <laughs> they're really going to go to good. Washington and they're going to kick ass. He's campaigning on an action platform. Oh, yeah. I've seen Hulk's uh, <laughs> a reality show. Have you? Yeah, What's yeah. that? It's called uh, Hogan Knows Best. <laughs> and, what uh, happens there? Well, uh, they just sort of sit around being rich. And the episode I saw, he's got one of those kind of, I think, sick relationships with his like teenage daughter where they kiss <laughs> each other on the mouth to say hello. Oh, dear. Yeah, but do they fight crime? A bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what rich people do in their spare time, I hear. <laughs> but they, well, said, they were saying they were trying to get her, uh, she wanted a career. Yeah. And she just, literally, at the, at the breakfast table one day, she said, guys, I want to be in the music business. And they went, that's okay, no worries. So then they were just spending the rest of the month on the phones trying to get her into the music business, and she released a single. And that's a show. And that's a show. That's so, a show. So yeah. this kiss between Hulk and, like, Little princess, hole. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it better? Did it have more action? But than this kiss between I'm looking at between John Travolta and the mystery guy, a mystery guy. Yeah. John Travolta's there's, kissing a min- mystery guy in the new NW. <laughs> yeah, wow. And there's there's a bit of lower lip action from John, but the mystery guy's not giving it up for anyone, mate. No, 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 no. no, no. It may not even be a kiss. Dare I say it? How could, dare could just you, be a how, peck? How dare you question? <laughs> how dare you question the blurry images <laughs> of the New Weekly? <laughs> Maybe that'll be a reality show. Here's one we haven't had: Kiss John Travolta. Oh yeah, I'm That's with a Busey. Good show. I'm with Busey. Great show. Have you seen I'm Great with Busey? Show. A little bit of it. It's this kid who's like a psycho fan of Gary Busey, yeah. who's got you know posters of Gary Busey all over his walls, mm. and he's 
allowed to hang out with Gary Busey for a series, but he just didn't know what he was getting into. <laughs> Within five minutes, Gary Busey's just <laughs> freaking him out. <laughs> yeah, let's go hang gliding. I love going hang gliding. Now, at uh, midnight. We don't have any hang gliders. <laughs> <laughs> Cautionary lesson for stalkers everywhere. (laughs) Stay 500 feet away or we're going to send you to Busey's house. (laughs) I'm with Busey. That's very disturbing. Now, you've got uh, quite a following, John. You've got a website. You've presumably got stalkers. I have a small but deeply disturbed number of followers, yeah. Yeah. Now, tell us about what happens on your website. What is on there? Pinata accidents? Pinata accidents. We fight crime occasionally. Yeah. Sometimes I just, you know, if I get blocked in a book, I just tell them what's happening and I say, sort it out for me. And the next thing I know, I've just got all these pages coming in. Is that right? It's fantastic, mate. Because I did that with my Twisted Tales, and I expected abuse and mockery, and instead I got detailed script notes. I I sort of put this question up once, you know, if you had, like, a supercomputer and you could build a better Sherman tank, what would you do? (laughs) And you would imagine, you know, you get sort of a couple of geeky responses. Some guy went off and replied, like, with a 6,000-word research paper with blueprints and diagrams. It was a great Sherman tank. It had missiles and lasers and everything. (laughs) And so what happens there? You use that and then does he get accredited in the book? It's in the book and he is in the tank. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah, Chris Prather, his name is. He's some college boy from the US and I I emailed him off and said, well, you know, give me your physical description and I'll put you in. And what about, you know, obviously falafel, that's considered an Australian classic. Now, do you get people emailing you saying, I was in that book? Oh, dude, all the time. Like, people who are in cities I've never set foot in have claimed to, to live with me there. And <laughs> really? Of course, the other one is, is flatmate stories. I'm still forever getting beset with these things. And yet, as it goes on, they get sort of lamer and lamer. Like, I, I get <laughs> grabbed at parties nowadays. Oh, I saw, I read your book. I, I had that experience. I had those mad flatmates. A crazy man. An absolute crazy man. You know what he did? What? He, did, he ate all the bread. Whoa! <laughs> Every slice Whoa. of bread in the house, mate. <laughs> Every, even the crusts. Even the crusts. <laughs> All gone. <laughs> wow. Look, I'm sure Pete Doherty, he could have been in one of your books. Yeah. Or is it Pete Doherty? I don't know. Is he Irish or is he English? I'm not sure. He's Doherty. It's not the 7.30 report. Sorry, man. It's get like a this. crime show. Doherty. He's auctioning his heroin implant. Yeah. What? He's auctioning off his heroin implant. It's a heroin implant. It's a, a device that you have installed to stop you taking heroin. Is that right? Yeah, John? like if the Borg were junkies, that was what right. they would have. Right. He's auctioning it off um, so that he can Where buy some it? smack. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I understand it. Where is it? Where do you get your, Where do you get it implanted? I don't know. None of it. We're no just looking around the room. Nikki, do you <laughs> have a heroin implant? <laughs> Nobody Call wants in. to admit they've got one. <laughs> Ed has a sandwiches implant. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what I think we should get on this program. Nikki has drawn my attention to the around-the-clock comfort afforded by satiny caftan lounges. <laughs> Have a look at this, John. There you go. They're are they, are they lounges? Oh. They look like moo-moos to me. Oh, no, 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 no. They're not moo-moos? No, 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 no. no. Those are, that's caftan work, that is. Yeah, that's not a moo-moo. That's a caftan. It flatters every figure. Every figure. Machine wash yep. and dry. Full cut for maximum comfort. Do they run their vibrant, vibrant colours they've got there on those caftans? That's what I was about to ask, Tone. What uh, what colours are we looking at? Oh, you, it's every colour you could possibly imagine. Oh, so that haven't it, been discovered. It's the three most common prints that people yeah, ask for. It is. Uh, kind of rainbow seaside, leopard, yeah. and cr- sort of crustacean with hoops. <laughs>
fantastic. It's all caftan week next week on Get This. Is it? That's what, what I think we're a, doing. What about oh. a Get This caftan to give away? A Get This satiny caftan lounger. Oh, all figures. <laughs> now you're interested. <laughs> now I'm extremely interested. I saw a guy walking down the street in a poncho once. Yeah. Uh, he was dead serious. Yes. And there, was, there was a slight breeze. Mm. And as I walked past, I said, good poncho weather. And he nodded and said, it is. <laughs> Whereas if you'd been wearing a poncho... Okay, would have got called a poof. It just got called a poof. <laughs> As so often happens. So often. Uh, her, hands up if you get uh, really annoyed calling Telstra and getting put on hold. Does that ever happen right to you? Right here. Oh, mate, it, it's a shocker. I have a lot of... I'll tell you about this later on, but I, I had a telemarketer ring me the other day and pitch her book. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Fantastic. Her book and all the merch, oh, including look. the stuffed toys. That is sizzle right there. Yeah, hear that. <laughs> That'll be coming up next on Get This. Get This. Sure. No, I'm mean, quite enough of that, thank you. For the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito on Triple M. It's Get This on Triple M coming up later in the show. What's in the box? What's in the box today? Thank you, Stewie, from Thanks, Patterson Stewie. Lakes primary school uh that whole bit that we did with those kids is not up on the podcast Mm -mm. because it's filled riddled with copyright music it is sadly uh but the new bacon filled podcast is up on the site there's uh that bit where we had a very abusive amanda vanstone didn't really sound like her at all but it it was her it definitely was was. definitely that's on there uh fair bit of greg fleet russell good yeah anything for uh Snatto fans? No, Snatto again! <laughs> I don't know why there's never any Snatto in our podcast. Is it because we never get him in here? Oh, we want him back! We need him back. John Birmingham is here. Yep. Do you get into the podcasting, John? I love the podcasting, mate. Yeah, what's your... What do you... You know? oh, I just, I've actually put a little note up on the blog that all of the like foreign readers are going to have to go and download you guys today. Oh, us. So you are going to be a global phenomenon (laughs) by lunchtime. (laughs) We are a breakfast show in Osaka. We are. (laughs) That's what we're told. And those climbing the mountain in England are enjoying our program? Yes, yes. um, That's right. Self-abuse fans uh, in the UK (laughs) can't get enough of our climbing the mountain. (laughs) Hey, what kind of music? What's in the car when you're driving along and you need something real loud? What do you put on? Uh, I... Got a little bit of fooies. I'm sort of putting oh. the kids into that at the moment. And, like, they're four and six years old, and they're, they're air guitar specialists. Are they? Yeah, Thomas likes to do a bit of drum work occasionally, mm. but I, I think, you know, drummers, mate, there's no future in it. You're going to explode <laughs> at some point. <laughs> That's right. The axe, mate. Take the axe. Can you demonstrate what he's talking about, Ed? Yeah, I've brought in a, uh, a guitar made out of metal today. Really? So I'm uh, going to start two, three, four. I can really hear the metal. That sounds quite professional for once. Yeah, it's good. I'm playing left-handed today for some reason. That's NXS version 1.0 here at Get This on <laughs> Triple M. John Birmingham is with us. World War 2.3 Final Impact is in the shops now. Mm. How long does it take to write one of these, John? I was asking you. Uh, look, when I started, it's about 18 months, but now I, I farm it out to the blog committee. I sort of supervise for a couple oh. of minutes a day and put it in after three or four. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> they just go for a wander for a couple of yeah. chapters. <laughs> I retain all of the rights and, you know, <laughs> subsidiary properties. That's what they'd want. <laughs> Hey, now, you mentioned, uh, but what happened to you on hold? Do you get very frustrated? Oh, on no, hold? no, it wasn't on hold, mate. I, I, I get a lot of uh, telemarketers. I oh, work from home. And, and normally, as soon as I realise it's a telemarketer, I hang up. But one caught me, you know, in the, the middle of some 
Prince Harry, Paris Hilton in Brolio one day, and <laughs> my mind was elsewhere, you know, at Asta, perhaps. <laughs> and she started trying to sell me some uh, accommodation package at uh, some Swish hotel in Sydney, and I just half, you know, half a mind said, "Look, I, I don't need it, mate. My employers pay for it when I travel." And she said, "Oh, who are your employers? Perhaps I could." Talk to them, and I foolishly, stupid, stupid man. Yes, I said, publishers. Yeah. Oh, right. oh, you're a writer. Okay, I'm a writer. <laughs> oh no! I, this, this job is just—it's what I do in my spare time. But I had she had an entire television series plotted out, and she had animated spin-offs and a line <gasps> oh. of plushies ready to go. And she's pitching and this. Yeah, here. could I possibly help her out? Could I put her in contact with some industry people? Mm. Honest to God, 20 minutes later on, I am begging her for the details of the accommodation package. <laughs> that was a pretty good technique she had going yeah. there. <laughs> Very nice. She's just, that's it. She's just cold calling everyone in Australia, hoping they've got some marginal connection with the world of TV or publishing. Nicely done. Yeah. Uh, people often call up and demand that I do more gotcha calls. <laughs> Are we allowed to even say the phrase gotcha call? Is that copyrighted I by another program? No. <laughs> and I'm terrible at them. Yeah. Really? I'm, well, I always give myself away. As you know, I called up... Uh, who, who's the people running uh, Barry Manilow music to frighten away hoons? Oh, the council. council. Yeah, council. I called them up and said, look, uh, I'm Barry Manilow's manager and uh, he's prepared to come down there and play for live, <laughs> you know, for real. And I gave my name as Bob Snatter Garrow. <laughs> and the game was up. There On uh, I decided I'd call up... Um, just for a stir, I'd call up Telstra oh, yes. and pretend to be Dave Hughes and offer to be the new talking clock <laughs> and uh, couldn't get through. Really? Can you believe that? I couldn't get through. <laughs> There's, and and we, we've gone back to production and Maddie's going, where's the call? And I'm going, they wouldn't answer. <laughs> I couldn't there. get anyone to answer. And he said, well, what did you tape? And I go, well, it's just me on hold for 20 minutes. There we go. And uh, Maddie's cut my 20 minutes on hold. He's just telescoped it down to three or four minutes. So yeah. this is obviously concertinaed. And I wasn't intending for any of this to go to air. <laughs> this is just me trying. This is probably the most annoying thing you will ever hear. Good. How's that for some sizzle? Great sizzle. This is just highlights of me on hold to Telstra. Welcome to the Telstra switchboard. Please hold while your call is transferred. I'll just put you through to one of our consultants. Please tell the consultant if you do not want your call to be monitored for coaching purposes. I want it to be answered. Just answered would be good. All our operators are busy at the moment. When are they not? Please stand by until you are answered. If anyone's monitoring this, as you can hear, it's just music for ages. I've seen your profits. Hire some people. Seven billion, billion, billion dollars a year and one person answering phones. The James Last Orchestra. You can afford to have them playing live. Oh, hang on, the better music variety continues here at Telstra. You never know what we'll play next. On hold all f***ing day! I'm sure Steve Vizard could get through if he had to. Hello, I want to buy some of your rubbish shares so that I can lose all my money. Answer the phone! Clearly, all 
the profits are being spent on music rights. Welcome to Telstra. To report or inquire about a fault on a data line or a Telstra IP telephony service, press 1. Who would want that? Or inquire about a fault on your business telephone line, press 2. For a billing, sales or phone connection inquiry, press 3. For all other inquiries, press 4. And some annoying music. To hear these options again, press 7. Nobody has time to hear them again. We did not recognise your selection. Please try again. Of course you wouldn't recognise it. Please make a selection from the following four options. You're a recording. To report or inquire about a fault on a data line... Are you arguing with me now? ...telephony service, press 1. Who knows what that means? Report or inquire about a fault on your business telephone line... I'll just press any number. This is ridiculous. You appear to be experiencing some difficulty. Who wouldn't be experiencing difficulty? You are now being directed to our customer inquiry centre. Just anybody. If you or another member of your household have I'm a diagnosed life-threatening medical condition, which can be verified yes. by your medical practitioner, aging is the problem. Calls may be monitored or recorded for service quality purposes. I'm a very old man. If you don't want man. your call monitored, please tell our consultant what when your call is answered. What about if I want it answered by a person? Welcome to Telstra. <laughs> At present, there is a large number of telephone inquiries for Telstra services. When is there Longer not? than normal delays may occur. Longer than normal? Your what, call will 17 be years? In if you can hold now, or if you have limited time, you may prefer to call back later. When we've got some staff. At the moment, you have been placed in a queue. When am Please I not placed in a queue? It's like a nightmare. It's like Brian Brown's Twisted Tales. But longer. So this is... The digital information superhighway. Clearly, there's a pile up. Clearly, it needs resurfacing. I came from the dream time, from the, the dusty red soil place. Yeah, you would have been a lot younger, I'm guessing. The keeper of the flame. The keeper of the flame. I'd be quite keen to speak to him. I watch the call just come. 40,000. Forty thousand years. That's well. That's an absolute doddle compared to this. Everybody. On hold. On hold. For many a day. But never actually answered. Back to this one. We've had this one. Well, it's got your proof. I'll give them that. They've got your proof, the corporation. That's Youth Group Forever Young here. Get this on Triple M. Uh, Bonnie Tyler fans, here's some news for you, Ed. Uh, yep, I am a Bonnie Tyler fan. Uh, Bonnie Tyler was on an Air France flight. A uh, cabin crew member gently woke her up and asked, <laughs> would she spl- uh, please sing a few verses of Total Eclipse of the Heart? Oh, that's nice. A group of Belgians have lodged a complaint with the airline claiming they were traumatised. <laughs> <laughs> Holding out for a hero, I don't, I don't that, understand. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, John Birmingham, author, is uh, with us. Um, hey, we've got quite a you know brilliant uh, listenership of, of literary fans. I yeah, discovered this when I put a script of mine on the internet. They mm. sent in notes, so we're going to help you out. You know. say you've got the bloggers. Mm. Let's add to that list of contributors mm. that get this listeners. Let's get up a mountain. <laughs> All right. 
plot devices. Do you find yep. yourself veering away from certain plot devices no, when you're writing no, a thriller? No, 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 no. You veer towards them. Yeah. Turn the wheel and apply the accelerator. <laughs> What's your favourite one? Um, I think the killer albino would be one oh, of my favourites. And if the killer albino can have amnesia <laughs> in the first 15 minutes and forget, one, that they're albino, That's and two, that they're a killer, ching, ching, ching. <laughs> yeah, Are there any killer albinos stroke albinos in the uh, Weapons of Choice trilogy? Uh, not in this one, but in the, the second series of books, it'll all be albinos. Okay. Killing each other. That's what other right. plot devices? I love it on 24 when somebody gets to uh, hotwire a car by just reaching under the bonnet and sticking two bits of wire together. <laughs> Apparently that can start any car in about we, five and a half seconds. We go. Why don't the makers of cars get rid of those two loose no, wires? you need them. You need them if you lose your keys. Uh, I don't like robots that get real feelings. Yeah, as we right. Know. Yeah, we've talked about that. Robots that cry. It's and not on. It's not on. And the other one that's just tried to sneak in with some of the, the Doof's movies, uh, Hilary Doof, is the email blog as narration. Oh. Dear everyone, just letting you know what's been going on in my life so oh, far. Dear. And that goes on over yeah. top. Not good times. No. And the other one is... Uh, worlds, fictional worlds, where some animals can talk and others can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Either everyone can a, a or they can't. A related one to the blog slash computer mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. is when you're downloading the supervillain's secret files oh, yeah, yeah. from his computer. <laughs> yeah, which you've gotten into. He's in the next room yeah, yeah, and yeah. the bar, the download bar, oh, stops <laughs> halfway across because you've forgotten to close the internet porn download yeah, on yeah. the other screen. I want them both. Has that ever happened to you, John? <laughs> This very morning, mate. <laughs> what about in Independence Day when mm. uh, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith are inside an alien spacecraft yes. with just a little, you know, Apple laptop yeah. and mm. they managed to download a virus into an alien spacecraft? The bar's going across. What are these alien spaceships working off windows? What, uh, how does that work? <laughs> They're all programmed in basic, Wait I think. A second. <laughs> What ones do you hate? Uh, the, the person who becomes the aviation genius just by uh, playing computer games of a flight simulation. Uh, oh, yeah. right. Yes. Because uh, snakes in a, on a plane. Oh, you've a, seen it. Yeah, well, for starters, snakes on a plane is a plane <laughs> device. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's just riddled with them. Uh, and this, this character spends the whole flight playing on a PlayStation. You think, why is this relevant? Because someone has to land the plane at the end because the pilot's been eaten by a snake on a plane. Oh, uh, <laughs> right. Eaten? Isn't the snakes get that big, do they? Yeah, there's a, there's a boa constrictor on there that eats about three people, but don't, <laughs> d- doesn't a human take like a year to digest from a boa constrictor? You know that footage on the net of, of boa constrictors that eat goats and stuff? No, no. <laughs> yeah. Where's that on? Yeah. What do you type into YouTube for that? In, in nature documentaries and Snake, oh, goat. Oh, nature documentaries. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I was giving crackle to um, um, Meerkat Manor. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry, people. No, it's good. No, well, it's oh. narrated by, you know, Mike, voice of Big Brother stuff, Goldman. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, so uh, right, they've, you know, England has David Attenborough, and we've got Mike Goldman. And you think that uh, took the shine off mm-hmm. Meerkat Yeah, it, it did, actually. It did. Really? So I, I, it was a good show watched on mute, much like Australia's mm-hmm. Funniest Home Videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any sign of your video yet? Or no, not yet. Have I, you ever, John, have you ever sent a video into Funniest Home Videos? No, no, I, I can't even put you know, film in an old camera. The fact I'm talking about putting film in a camera <laughs> shows you how out of touch I am with but AV you've, issues. You've got kids, though. Surely they must be uh, going, Dad, go and stand mate, over there and let us throw a ball at your nuts. Yeah, you know, we might be, win 200 grand. Yeah, that'd be no, good. Exactly right. Yeah, we're always walking into aircraft propellers. It's just <laughs> a barrel of laughs at our place. <laughs> 
Um, yes, plot devices. I watched mm. the Inside Man. Everyone had been raving to oh, me yeah, yeah, about yeah. Inside Man. I know people like it, mm. but it's no dog day afternoon. No. And, you know, bank robbery films are full of good plot devices. Always. Mm. They, they do things in that film and never, nothing ever happens. Like what? Well, one of the plot devices is getting everyone in the bank to wear the same clothes. Quick change other. style. But then nothing. Quick change. This is what my wife said. Yep. We get to the end mm. of two hours of Denzel Washington wearing, for no reason, a bizarre um, 1920s style <laughs> outfit. Yeah, it's ca- yeah. Uh, New Orleans DA style. That's it, that's in it. In downtown uh, New York. And... My wife's gone, that was all done better in the first 20 minutes of Quick Change. Yep. Bill Murray robs the bank as the clown. Unbelievable. Sneaks out amongst the hot... That is a great plot device. Hilarious. Where the burglars, where the bank robbers pretend to be released hostages. Great stuff. That's a good one. Uh, Do they use the video switch where the fat security guard is watching the video? (laughs) Yes. Somebody has put the video of the empty, not being robbed bank vault in... I did that one. I made a film was, and I did that one. Yeah. But I just wanted to do it because I wanted to show how you would really have to do that. Because in Mission... Oh, no, it's Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven. Eleven. There's all the suspense about how are they going to make the room look empty. Mm. And th- all it is is a guy just picks up a computer and just goes... Done. There you go. Zero suspense. So I wanted to show how you would have to do it. You'd have to get two video recorders, connect them up. Yeah. Nobody went, though, John, so... Obviously, it wasn't a great idea, but I mean, it was, it was thought went into it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, look, plot devices, good and bad, preferably bad. I think that's what we want. Yeah, let's mm. go for the ones you don't like. Ones that you want to get rid of. Yeah. Call us up, and what? John Birmingham will eliminate them from any future Fantastic. work. I have my blue pen ready. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Call us with your plot device, 13353. <laughs> Santana and Rob oh, Thomas here yeah. at Get This on Triple M. Author John Birmingham uh, is with us. He spotted a scandal I, in the women's mags. What is it? I am affronted. I was just, you know, shaking the hips to Santana, <laughs> wondering why Brittany feels so fat and ugly, mm. flicking through multiple mags at once, and in Who and New Weekly, I see the same set of photos of Brad and Angelina, but... With two separate stories. Completely different and stories. And what I must imagine are two separate sets of sources and close yeah. friends. Yeah. In who... Obviously the pals and the insiders weren't in agreement. Well, no that's way. right. Uh, whose pals and insiders have Brad buying Ange a frock and, you know, they're doing quite a bit of, like, you know... Close bodily contact, they're very happy. Angelina is runway ready. However, over in New Weekly, the same set of photos. Uh, Anorexia affairs? Uh, no, split update. They're drawing up custody papers <laughs> and ready to bring in the lawyers. How would you do, now, do that on a runway? It's a little bit public. <laughs> It's a, bit, uh, it's a bit of a bit public, that is. If Brad just pops down to the shops, apparently they're splitting up now. But that does remind me of another plot device a bit iffy. The old Colombian drug laws doing all their drug deals outside during the day. Outside, oh, yeah. Crocodile Dundee 2 style. <laughs> Predator style, any old style you like. <laughs> okay, what other plot devices I'm do we need to there, banish? Mike. Uh, hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Great, man. Talk us through your plot device you know, like. Uh, my one is the either the alien or the android that doesn't understand humanity yeah. for some reason, but always tries to be a human. Oh, we And it ends in tears. Remember when the apes, remember from Planet of the Apes, yeah. when they tried to fit in? They had their own cooking show or something. Oh. It all ended badly. <laughs> always ends with a salty emission from the eyes. Yeah. 
And no. sometimes angels want to be human too. Oh, really? And remember there was Wings of Desire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a German art yes. film, Wim Wenders. Mm. Angel Wants to Be Human. Mm. They did the remake Nick with Cage. Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Did you notice this? Did you notice who they got to direct it? Who? The guy whose only previous film was Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone laughed. And then you think about it. Same story. Perfect. Casper wants to be human. It's perfect. They knew what they were doing. Thank you, Mike. Absolutely spot on. Hello, Joel. Hi, Ed. How are you? Excellent, mate. Your plot device, you don't like? Before I go into it, I've actually got a question for Ed. Yes, mate. Are you the guy with the KFC ad? Yes. <laughs> not the GE money genie, not the um, carpet court jester. Not the guy in the docket from Bilo, but the guy from the KFC ad. Yes, that is me, Joel. Uh, well, it's a good thing I didn't say finger licking good. <laughs> <laughs> And just remember, if you're eating a burger, don't actually bite into it. Just pretend. That's enough. That's enough. Joel, your plot device, sir. All right. Plot device, I'll give you an example. It's where they leave things open-ended. And what really offended me was probably Mission Impossible 3, where throughout the movie they're pursuing this thing called the rabbit's foot. Yeah, yeah. And in the end, Ethan Hunt says to Lawrence Fishman's character, "Um, what was the rabbit's foot? Then Lawrence Fishman just turns around and goes... We'll get back to you on that. I.e., we don't know. And it was this massive kind of doomsday device as well. Like, it wasn't small, you know. Well, the thing is, I mean, they've got all this build-up, and then they just kill off what's-his-name's character, the villain, by just running him over a truck anyway. (laughs) He's dead at the start. I haven't seen it, but before the villain gets wiped out, Mm -hmm. does he have Tom, like, nailed down about to die and tells him the entire... Evil scheme. <laughs> well, it, it starts off like a film noir. It starts off, you know, with this what seemingly would be the climax, yeah. and then they go back to the events and oh, what led up to Tarantino. that. Very Tarantino. Yeah, yeah it, it was actually it was very Tarantino. It was a bit of a rip off Tarantino, yeah. but um, I mean, you know. Well, hey. do you do that, John? Do you have plot devices? Thanks, People John. write in and go, what was that about? You know, I, you I have the, the dummies guide to plot devices, and I just pluck a new one out each day. <laughs> very nice. Thank you, Joel. Hello, Shana. Hello. How are you? Very well. How are you? Excellent. Your uh, plot device? Uh, my plot device is the geeky yes. chick who has big glasses, but as soon as she takes off her glasses, yeah. she's hot. <gasps> and she's always just a really hot girl with glasses on. Why, Miss Pritchard? You're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and is Shana, is that you? Is that how you describe yourself? No, I don't wear glasses. Uh, so you're just hot. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, it's a, in the she's the one or she's the someone, yeah. uh, a Freddie Prince Jr. atrocity. Oh, but it's, yeah. uh, oh, it's just so ridiculous because yeah. the girl, the hot girl who's got glasses, mm. she does a lot of like short-sighted acting as yeah, well. So right. she's got glasses and she kind of thumps into things as yeah, she goes. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Does she you... work in a library? Oh, I think she hangs out there. Yeah. If you want to see good, bad, blind acting, uh, Kate Fisher in the Australian film The Real Thing. She's a blind sculptress. What? And you know how, look, you know, I'm trying, not trying <laughs> to offend. Who, uh, who pitches a film with a blind sculptress and goes, geez, you know what? She's Kate Fisher. <laughs> Kate Fisher would be the go. Tell but you what. Now, I don't know many blind sculptresses, no. but you'd think that they'd know their way around their studio. <laughs> like, they'd just be able to reach for a glass and pick it up. Because they, and this is just her stumbling around, <laughs> knocking over paintbrushes. You're going, that's not your sculpture studio, clearly. Pursued by an albino killer. <laughs> now we're talking. Hello, Mark. Hi, guys. How are you? Excellent, sir. Your plot device. <laughs> I just have to say, I actually produced the real thing. Yes! <laughs> Another Guinness Troy! Are you serious? <laughs> I'm deadly serious, yeah. What's I'm your so name? <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, absolutely. And you didn't think to say, Kate... You know your way around. <laughs> you know what? I, you know, no one would listen to me. I was only the producer. <laughs> Are you serious? 
Mark, we need to. Can you? We, well, after we finish talking, we need to keep your number, sir. Yeah. I think we're going to have to chat to you a lot more. We've got our movie show. <laughs> You're going to throw rocks at me. No, we're not. No, no we've got we our are not. Movie show on Wednesday. And yeah. We need a lot of answers from you. We need your input, sir. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Well, listen, I have two. I have two pot devices that, 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 are, that are not below using, but okay. bug me. But, but and, and I've got to say that I've never actually seen them in the same movie. And that is the evil twin device. Yeah. Yes. And the I've woken up and it's all been a dream. Yeah. Now oh, if you put I've woken up and it's all been a dream and the evil twin together, so the twin could wake up and actually I'm not a twin and I, I don't know what I was doing here in the first place. That's good. Yeah. That's mm. good. Do you know who'd be good as uh, a couple of evil twins that woke up and it was all a dream? Kate Fisher. Yeah. She'd be fans. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Please stay on the line. We need your right, number, man. sir. Yeah. Uh, ha- ha- thanks, mate. Hello, Michael. Hey, how you doing, mate? Excellent. Your uh, your plot device? Yeah. When the bad guy, all he wants is to be friends. Yeah, I know. Uh, he just wants to be friends. What's your favourite example of that? Um, the only one that comes to memory is like Empire Records. That's true. Oh, Empire Records. <laughs> Which, it just seems to be a big following for Empire Records yes. amongst listeners to get this. It was huge in the video yeah. shop where I worked. Is it the movie or is it just the skirt that Liv Tyler's wearing no. on the poster? That's you the know, question. I actually went out to the shop for, during that part. I missed it. Oh, really? No. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. Get it Watching out, it with Mike. my mates and then I went up to the shop. The sure. villain who just wants to be friends. That's even in good film. The Incredibles has that. Yeah. Oh, that's a great film. Girlfriends. Yeah. Wow. Well, have you written all those down, John? I, I, my, yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> you will not be hearing any of those hey, thanks, devices <laughs> in the future work of John Birmingham. Thanks to everyone who called in with a device. Uh, John's new book, Final Impact, World War 2.3, the third in this fine trilogy, Weapons of Choice, is out now everywhere, I'm assuming. Absolutely everywhere. Thanks for coming in. Thanks uh, for having me, guys. Thanks it was fantastic. Popping down to our level. What was our key phrase today, Eh. Oh I goodness. think it was uh, Killer Albinos. That'll do. <laughs>